We just need your vote. We're supposed to be searching for the chalice. We will. We'll search the grounds for the heart crystals after the hot babe watch. Promise? Huh? Of course. She's never gonna go for it. She knows I don't mean it. She knows me too well. Come on, Amy. It's Joshua Enoch. <laughs> huh? Cutest hunk on earth. She got Amy. Our future is doomed. Come on, you guys. We've had a tough morning, and no one will be able to concentrate till we see the bay. Do me a huh? favor, Amy, and promise me you won't bring along any books, manuals, or study sheets. I won't. I'm going purely for ogling. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a cheer for the downtown park bay patrol. Woo! Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone, my name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. And this week, maybe I'm going to say my favorite title that we've gotten so far, and I'm sure it has not been changed for the American version. Who is the true Messiah? Chaos of light and darkness. And I gotta say, who is the true Messiah is a question that growing up in the South, you get asked a lot. And I'm sure same answer as the show, right? Same answer as the show. Probably Sailor Moon. Next time I get asked. Uh, so to help us talk about this, we are welcoming back uh, a true Sailor Business All-Star to the show, uh, the the artist of the upcoming uh, Dark Kingdom High School AU, uh, <laughs> Shannon Maynard. Welcome back to the show. Shannon, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me back. A pleasure. Also, now I know what to answer to all these people in the South that always want to talk to me about Jesus. Yeah. Now, are you like, uh, I know you you live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I don't want to blow up your spot, but I know you live in Atlanta because you work in animation. Yeah. But are you from there or did you move there to work in animation? I was born up north, but I only lived in Delaware for like two years. So I don't remember it. And I've basically lived down here my whole life. But I was raised gotcha. by northerners. So I didn't drink sweet tea until I was like 14. So are you now you guys are talking about people coming up to you and, and wanting to talk to you about about Jesus and, and your yeah. thoughts on him, right? So yeah, we're talking about being they, witness to, which happens right. a lot. Will they will they make an exchange? Will they say if you were like for every Jesus fact you give me, I'm going to give you a Sailor Moon fact? Will they make that sort of deal? Probably not. Uh, I don't know because usually <laughs> I am just like like literally. I think the last time this happened to me, I was at a Denny's and oh. it was like 12:30 a.m. and I just wanted to leave, which is usually the case that I'm just like, uh huh, uh huh. Let's let's wrap this up, buddy. Let's. I got I got bills to pay and places Could, to be. Couldn't they just leave you a chick tract like a decent person? Oh, well, now, Jordan, when was the last time you saw a chick tract in the wild? Um, there's actually a uh, there's a, a subway station here where they're, they're, they like to set up a big giant rack of them. Uh, OK, uh, the Times Square one. So once in a while, I walk by that. But uh, other than that, um, it's been a while. OK, because see, I will just see them sitting on tops of the Halloween candy displays every October. Wow. <laughs> like just just one. 
Just one sitting there on top of the Snickers. I don't think I've been bothered by any of those people since I was in college, but I've been told that I walk like I hit a body, so people usually don't talk to me on the on the street. Oh, wow. I, I don't... Uh, that's interesting and frightening. <laughs> I don't, apparently I walk very intimidatingly and everyone's always asked me if I'm okay at work. Wow. So, hey, what's this show about? <laughs> the True Messiah. What is the show that we do here? The True Messiah. That's right. The show is about the true messiah. Look, we did good on the last episode. We got to do bad on this one. Uh, so, Shannon. Yeah. You have talked to us about recent Sailor Moon developments in your life. You actually played us the sound from your, your Holy Grail proplica earlier, mm -hmm. uh, just a second ago before we started recording. And I know that you are going to want to talk about Hotaru and Chibiusa. So yes. I am giving you the choice. You can talk about them now before we get into the episode, or I, we will give you some time after the episode. Your choice. <sighs> Let's go with after the episode because their meat cute isn't until towards the end. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely a meat cute. We'll budget a good 10 minutes <laughs> for you to get through it. So yeah, uh, I think we should just move on into some sailor business business. Okay. What do you got? Uh, I actually, I have a thing. I got from Viz uh, the Blu-ray and DVD combo pack of the Sailor Moon R, the movie, The Promise of the Rose. Uh, and I am very excited to own this. Uh, listeners will remember that I think we just unreservedly loved the Sailor Moon R movie. Oh, because it's great. Uh, when we saw it and did the did the episode about it. Uh, Absolutely. We, we all, like, at least two of us on that recording just had a good cry about Sailor Moon. <laughs> not like not like old No Emotions White over here. What? I... I said it was super emotional. I cry every time I watch that movie. Yeah, I definitely teared up in the movie. I didn't cry just talking about it. Oh, oh it's because you have no no heart. Yeah, like, you're like, oh yeah, when I was in a dark room and no one was looking at me, I totally had emotions. You can't <laughs> prove I didn't. There was lots of people in that room. Yeah, but no one was watching you. They were all watching Sailor Moon R, the movie The Promise of the Rose. Well, rightly so. It's better to watch than me. I mean, I agree. <laughs> oh. No, but it is uh so it is now finally out on uh on DVD and Blu-ray in the new version from Viz. And uh I got to say it's like if you haven't seen it if if you skipped over listening to our uh commentary on it so that uh so that you wouldn't spoil it for yourself, go get it, give it a watch and then listen to those episodes. Uh I really like those two episodes of this show, but I also really really love that movie. Lots of misuse of flowers. <laughs> Lots of misuse of flowers. Lots of very suspect use of flowers. Uh, and also, according to this package, it is the first time in high definition. Uh, Sailor Moon are the movie. Now, I know you'll have to report back on that because I remember there being some real criticism of the of the cartoon, uh, the normal series Blu-rays. Uh, yeah, I um, uh, I love what Viz is doing as far as like the re-release. I love what Viz is doing as far as the uh like the voice cast. I think they're great. But when I the first time I got DVDs for the show or Blu-rays for the show, I did not really notice any substantive difference in quality. But this, you know, would have been a theatrical movie, so I suspect it's going to be a little different. Yeah. Uh and I should also say the the Blu-ray does include the makeup Sailor Guardians uh featurette, which is like super cute. And there's also an interview with the cast. So uh I kind of want to give this a a watch maybe before the next time we record. But uh thank you to Viz for for sending that over and and supporting uh Sailor business and uh, absolutely go pick it up. It's like it's worth watching and it's worth owning, I think, honestly. 
Absolutely. Uh, and that's it. That's all I've got for Sailor Business Business right now. Uh, you ready to just jump on into the episode? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. We've talked about the title of this episode quite a bit already, <laughs> but uh, just in case, it's uh, Who is the True Messiah? Chaos of Light and Darkness, episode 112 of Sailor Moon S. Uh, if you want to watch it, you can catch it on Hulu. As of this recording, uh, it is not available on Blu-ray or DVD, but that is obviously coming soon, so be on the lookout. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. I am guessing, like, I know they don't refer to anyone as the Messiah in the yeah. Clover Way dub. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, this, do do the words "ambassador of good" feature no. in the title of this episode? The title, the original dub title, has nothing at all to do with the the Japanese title in any way. I don't think it's a good title. I get what they're going for, but I think it's a dud of a title. Are they talking about westerns? It has to. It doesn't have to do with that. This is my guess. Is it a uh, showdown at the OK Corral riff? No. Really? Because that's exactly what I would have gone with if I was like titling this episode. That probably would have been a little better. Is it the good, the bad, and the ugly? No. Again, you guys are too good at this. <laughs> it's it's like I said, it's more of a dud than that. So what is it that the sale what is it that what what is the big feature of this thing? What is it what is it that they're at? Oh, it, it, oh what where's the, where they're at? I was gonna say, is it like Mehmet arrives? Or no, 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 no. Mehmet makes the scene. Is it movie madness? Again, better than the one that they did. I'll just tell you, it's showstoppers. Eh, it's not. It should have been called showbusters. <laughs> well, that's better. I mean, because you don't think of a movie shoot as a show. Yeah, that is true. That so is that's, true. I, I think it's a bit of a dud. But what are you going to do? That's what they called it. Could it at least be like scene stealers? Scene stealers. Oh, scene stealers would have been a good much one. Much better. Much better. So before we even get to that, we have, unless I missed something watching it, uh, watching the last couple episodes, we have a slightly new opening sequence uh, under uh, under Miracle Romance, the the uh, theme song that features uh, Pluto is in this. Uh, that weird girl uh, who was just alone in her room is in the, the opening sequence now for some reason. Well, huh. Actually, it doesn't start. Wait, does it start with that? Oh, it does. You're right. You're right. It, it's got a new opening sequence. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, there's a new scene of Sailor Moon emerging from the Holy Grail. Uh, like all kinds of new animation to just catch you up on uh, on what's happening in this segment of the show now. You know, it's funny. I didn't notice this because this is as far as I and again, as far as I can recall, this is the first time they've done minor changes to the opening. In the past, it's always been. Here's an entirely new opening. Yeah, this is is it's a substantive changes, but it's it's not like a whole from the ground up change. Right. Yeah, they right. just keep like adding in new characters. Huh. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. So you do see a, a Super Sailor Moon flying around on her butterfly wings. <laughs> and once that's done, we move into the show and we have the return. Old song, the, the, the silly song. Yeah, we have the return of. We have to find the Messiah. <laughs> Shit's getting I, crazy, y'all. What, what I thought was funny about that opening is that the person she's threatening to punish is 
Chibi Moon. She, at the end, she's punishing her for ignoring her training and playing around. We also get what I would call a super spoilery reveal in the opening sequence, like in the little teaser for the episode. Okay, well, we don't, say a, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Huge spoiler. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it, but it's like, why, like, why did, why do they not care at all about, like, keeping reveals? Is it a cultural thing? Are we the weird ones? Yeah, I've noticed Sentais do this, too, where they're just like, we'll tell you everything that happens up front. We're just like, oh, wait, that would have been cool to find out. I mean, have we talked about the trailer thing before? So I, like, you know, so movie trailers, obviously, they always spoil too much of the movie. Everybody complains. But the thing is mm-hmm. that, like, r- the reason they do that is because, like, research has shown people are happier and more likely to go to a movie if they think they know what happens in it. Like, the idea that they're like, oh, yeah, I know what this movie is. It's that, 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 that makes them feel good and want to see it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's come up a lot recently because of the, uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Sure. Which, like, plays out like it's the whole fucking movie. And I know it's not. Like, I, I like, but it watches like it is. It tells the, a, a story with a beginning, middle, and an end in, like, 59 seconds. Yeah, I can point out all the act breaks in that trailer. <laughs> yeah. And I told Aiden while we were watching it, I'm like, look, there's gonna be a half hour of that movie that we haven't seen anything from. But, like, the trailer is structured in such a way to not only, like, to show you a, a lot of the pieces of that that movie, but like, to make you think you know the whole story. Yeah, yeah. Also, the Scarlet Spider costume is in it, and that shit rules. Anyway, <laughs> back to Sailor Moon. Uh, but yeah, like this is like this is like legitimately a reveal from the last scene of the episode that we get in the teaser, and I like that's really frustrating. Although, to be fair, you don't necessarily know what it is just yet. Right, right, right. Not quite yet. Uh, so we open, uh, not, we, I guess we kind of open in Tomoe's laboratory, right? It's the basement. Yeah, the yeah. creepy doll room. Yeah, it, this is the creepy doll room. And we see that there are a bunch of creepy dolls and some weird, like, accent lights. And then a girl sitting in a throne Wearing a very elaborate dress with a black star, which we know what that means at this point. Uh, this is a this is a a Deathbusters. This is the Deathbusters creepy doll room with the Deathbusters creepy doll girl. I feel like they're subtweeting me, and I feel a little attacked. <laughs> <laughs> your your doll room. I've seen it. I've seen pictures. It's very well lit and organized. <laughs> I am sitting in it right now. Do you think nice. Hitaru is just like, well, I gotta style my Monster High doll's hair, so that's really wearing me out these days. <laughs> I hope so, because then me and her have more in common, and I'm very excited. Uh, so, and we should say, this room, like, it's like an auditorium. It's a huge room, yeah. and the throne and the creepy dolls are, like, at the top of a staircase. Like, it is, like, where, like, a it, the effect is, like, really weird, but it's, like, a throne room, like a full-on yeah. throne room. Totally. Which makes sense because, yeah, because of what they say it is. I mean, Tomoe is standing down at the bottom, first of all, in the fog and smoke, which is crazy. They're very theatrical. Tomoe is a very extra young man. (laughs) He's the best. Uh, So he shows up and he refers to the girl as he's like, hey, you're the messiah of silence. What's up? And when she speaks, it comes through speakers Mm -hmm. like amps. In uh, in the dub, he says, "How are you feeling today?" And she says, "Not so hot." 
no one no one is allowed to have any drama in the american version for completely There's... different reasons than no one is allowed to have any drama in the japanese version let me tell you, this is a really good uh, episode for translations. They they took a lot of like slang liberties in this one, and uh, in a fun, fun way. I'll talk more about it as it comes up. When you're not feeling so hot, just cover cover yourself in all your toys. You'll feel better. <laughs> so the girl, like, it, can we say who the girl is? I guess we already no. have. No, no, no. I mean, you did, but don't. I mean, it, we... oh man. Like the, I don't think I we're mean, supposed we see to know. Face, but only like, in like super shadow, and everybody looks the same on the show. No, we get a close up. You see her hair framing her face. It's like I think it's pretty obvious who this is. I well, but, first I mean, of all, it's, it's a character it's Sabrina, we've never met who before. leads the psychic Pokemon gym. Is who yeah. it is. Right. Okay. Who also has a creepy doll room? Yeah, and an elaborate outfit. Like yeah. maybe if you want, you could say. It could be the girl from the previous episode, but she wasn't wearing an elaborate uh, uh, outfit there. Well, you can change clothes. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> so here's the weird thing. When she talks and she says, you know, uh, my head is heavy. Hurry and get me perfect pure hearts. Her mouth is not moving. It's just the words coming out of the speakers. Yeah, you're right. Is that is that is that plot or is that a bad animation? <laughs> You would know more than I would, dude. <laughs> we'll find out, I suppose. She's just plugged in. So Tomoe's like, ah, uh, yes, I'll go get more pure hearts so that we still have a reason to go get pure hearts. But I'm just going to transform them into energy to awaken you as the Messiah. Okay. Uh, we're no longer looking for the Holy Grail. We know where the Holy Grail is. Usagi's got it. Yes. Then we get the title card. And then we get the beginning of the bonkers <laughs> awesome classroom scene. It's amazing. This shit is nuts. Professor Tomoe is explaining cormorants. And then basically he talks about how cormorants catch fish and they store them in their throat and then take them back to their nest or whatever. And so he's going to make diamonds that can swallow the pure hearts, carry them in their throats uh, back to him and then bring him all the pure hearts. Uh, that's what he's on. It's weird. But we see this classroom. There's uh, five desks for the witches five. Uh, we see Mimette in the center desk, and she's, like, kind of hiding behind a book because everyone else is taking notes. There's an empty desk, and the empty desk has a single dying rose on it, which <laughs> these fucking assholes, that's how they memorialize uh, UDL. It's great. Like, these, they're such fucking jerks. <laughs> is it at least proper good. use of a flower? Well, I guess. I mean, yeah, technically, yes. But we find out that Mehmet isn't really paying attention to the lecture. She's looking at cute pictures, like glossies. <laughs> like, like some glossy uh, three by fours. She just has a bunch of headshots. Yeah. Yeah, just a couple of headshots, like showing, like, which one of these looks more like a doctor? Of a, a guy who, in all honesty, does not look that different from the girl we just saw sitting on the doll throne. Well, same uh, haircut. Hey, same haircut. I've got a message from the 90s. The 90s says, uh, in the dub, he called them, he says she's looking at movie star trading cards. Huh. Sure. That's a thing that exists. Why not? It, they, they, I, that probably did exist in the 90s. There was a lot of playing cards, or trading cards, I mean. That's I mean, true. That I'm going to Google that is true. movie star trading cards. It's also just totally believable that someone would print out pictures of someone they have crushes on and just carry them around at school. I definitely did that. 
We're like celebrities, not real people. Who did you print out pictures of? A lot of anime characters. Also, celebrities are still real people. Just a heads up. (laughs) I mean, not like a kid in class that you took a picture of then printed out and carried around like a psychopath. That's weird. That's weird. I know I had a picture of Mark Hopkins from Blink-182 in middle school that I carried around with me. (laughs) Nice. So listen, I googled movie star training cards. It Uh is a thing. But not from the 90s. What comes up, and I just gave you the link, is like 40s and 50s movie star trading cards. I mean, that makes makes a little more sense. Yeah. The first one on Google showing up is Ronald Reagan. Oof. Yikes. So yeah. um, (laughs) I also like that in this scene, we get like more of a glimpse of the other witches four. Like we see them in the back. So all we really see are like silhouettes and hairstyles. But they're such... They are so obviously main character hairstyles. <laughs> like, especially Harley Quinn in the back here. But, uh, oh, but yeah. yeah, they're pretty good. Mimet gets a little bit yelled at, and she is asked about a target with a pure heart. And she explains that the guy in those pictures, or I don't know if she says it here to Toboe, but the guy, guy in the pictures is an actor. And since he brings such joy to his fans, he must have a pure heart, which is dubious as shit. No, yeah, that's not yet. That's when she when she actually leaves on her mission. That's what she says to herself. It's yeah. pretty ridiculous. It, I mean, it's some it's some total bullshit. Uh, telling herself what she wants to hear. <laughs> so, sp- speaking of some craziness, though, uh, coincidentally, Tomoe is like, "Hey, let me cook up a new diamond." He's cooking up a gun diamond. He puts a fucking gun in there. <laughs> yeah, he throws a gun in a microwave. <laughs> Which is the, like, I was watching this with Aiden and I just started, started laughing and pointing at the television. And it was like, dude, you don't, you don't have to make a monster out of that. Just give Mimet the gun. <laughs> like, you can just give her a gun. And because the flamethrower worked out pretty well. Ironically, the diamond doesn't even shoot bullets. Yeah. 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 It's just like, it's, it's one thing to like take a door. Right? Or a, like, what, a scarf? Like, a non, like, an object that is not, like, a threatening object in normal life. This is a fucking gun. Now, I want to see a sexy door. Oh, interesting. We, last, uh, last, two episodes ago, we got one. Was there a sexy door monster? Oh, yeah. Uh, what was oh, her name? Doorknob. Doorknob, yeah. yeah. So, I just noticed that, that the, there's now a readout on the thing that says the, the diamond's name. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. It, yeah, because this there's is a slightly like a f- different monster making setup. Like instead of like this is the the third variation on the 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 monster factory, <laughs> I guess. Because instead of just putting the the oven into the back of the Subaru, this one like involves a conveyor belt and some Edison lights, and it it, it comes out in a briefcase that Mamet can carry around because Mamet doesn't drive because she's fourteen, I think. <laughs> I mean, um, what's his butt? Tomoe is always down there working on something, so it makes sense that they're always upgrading. Sure. Yeah. So then we see uh, Mimet walking around in her amazing, like, mid-60s, uh, like, Audrey Hepburn thriller outfit. Like, oh, with her, so her yellow and red trench coat with her long scarf wrapped around her head. She looks so fucking cool. I love it. It's a super good outfit. She doesn't have, again, she doesn't take the, the car that used to come out from anywhere, but apparently she just takes the hallway that's, that come out from anywhere. She emerges from a, from a dresser in a, in a furniture store. 
<laughs> Here's my favorite thing about this. She does not close the door behind her. That's true. So just theoretically, all those shoppers in the store could just be like, where'd she come from? And then wind up in the fucking Deathbusters lab with Tomo being like, uh, can I help you? He'll just throw them in a microwave and make a person sexy monster. <laughs> the sexy what if person? Put a sexy lady in there. Can that, can that be done? <laughs> a sexy, sexy lady. lady. Oh, so confusing. <laughs> And this, and so walking away from that is where she's thinking to herself, "Oh, I know. Uh, I'll go after this uh, guy I happen to have a crush on because he's probably got a pure heart." <laughs> Which is crazy because she's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go after this guy I have a crush on, and you know, murder him." Yep. Uh, <laughs> cool, Mehmet. Good job. Uh, again, back to the dub. Back to the dub. If my tar- if my target happens to be totally babelicious, bonus for me. <laughs> so true. So true. Look, you got to believe your own bullshit. We cut from there to the Hikawa Shrine, and uh, Pluto is like, okay, so it's either going to be a good messiah or a bad messiah. And so the good messiah needs to get the the Holy Grail. And Ray's like, oh shit, I've been having prophetic dreams. I'm very important, guys. I'm important. Uh, Ray, you know, very important. I think she says, hey, that's what my prophetic dreams are about. And it's like, yeah, the future? Yeah, that's what prophetic means. Like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway so sailor moon goes so you came back from the future to tell us about that and uh satsuna goes yep bye (laughs) and she goes yes and now i will leave and she gets up to leave and the scouts are like well wait hang on why don't you like help us out here and she's like yeah no i'm gonna go with those other two i'm gonna go with uranus and neptune we're gonna be three moms (laughs) in a little bit just a heads up on that Look, she sat in a room by herself for millennia with only a six-year-old to talk to. She's not very well socialized. It is also in the scene that we get, like, a shot of Luna and Artemis, and uh, they have, like, they... Okay, they forgot what cats look like, and so they're just weird little people bodies, and I hate it. Yeah, the art direction in this episode's really weird. Everyone's eyes look terrible. You're talking about with their arms kind of crossed? Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, I do not. I am not down with this. They have like people arms and hands and it's not good. <laughs> it is a little strange. Um, and so they're again discussing. So it's a bummer that Usagi is definitely not the Messiah. Where else are we going to look? Um, and then Mina says a thing that I super don't get where she says, maybe we should just search diners the Messiah might be a scary ghost. I feel like it's probably a cultural joke. Because they're sure. diners. No. That is not <laughs> what she meant. I hope. Yeah, I hope no. so. That is, they have transliterated the pun in a way that is like to try and capture the spirit of it. Because, you know, clearly in the animation she's talking about scary ghosts because she makes like a scary ghost face. Uh, so, yeah, diners. Where did you see that? No, I, I mean, I, I just told you, like, that's the pun. That's what the pun is. Well, that's what you're making it. I don't believe you. Uh, no, the Jordan, that's what it is. There's no way that's what it is. Like, that's I'd absolutely be, what it is. I, like, I'm much more willing to just believe that in Japan, all diners are operated by ghosts because <laughs> that makes way more sense to me than that pun. 
Motherfucker, why don't you try Occam's razor on this? It's exactly what she's saying. I like that dumb joke. It's cute. I think our listeners really have to let us know on this one. Please, please save us from this pun that cannot be true. So then Chibi shows up and Chibi's like, hey, I'm here to see Setsuna. And they're like, no, she left. She doesn't give a shit about you. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh, I'm so sad. We were going to go to the park. Uh, and everybody's like, what? Oh, park. Okay, whatever. Like, we're busy. We have, like, a messiah to find. I mean, that's a big thing. Uh, she's like, I wanted to go to this very specific park. And Venus is like, I will go to that park. And everybody goes, okay, obviously, you are not doing a thing out of the goodness of your heart. <laughs> I do like that everyone's immediately like, what's your angle? What's there? Yeah. What's the scam? And she reveals... That's where this uh, gorgeous uh, movie star is filming a movie. And then all of a sudden, everybody wants to go to this park. Even Ami, who's like, yeah, "Yeah, look, we can't study all the time, which doesn't really sound like an Ami thing. But she says it. She's like, yeah, no, like, we got to take a break. Let's take a break. And and Minako even goes, you mean, like, we'll take a break and, like, go study more? And she's like, no, I want to go have fun. (laughs) So good to see Ami broadening her horizons. Uh, oh, this is two things I want to say about the scene because this is an adorable scene in both versions. First of all, in the Japanese version, I love that Makoto goes, "He's cool, like the guy I liked." Okay, you're you're stretching now. <laughs> He's cool, like the other guy was cool. Great. Yeah, the so- other guy who definitely exists. <laughs> And then the other thing was uh, in in the in the translation in the old dub. This is a this is an adorable scene where they keep talking about this guy as a babe. They literally keep calling him a babe. Even Ami, even Amy, I should say, when they're talking about that the scene, the part you're talking about, where she's like, "No, we sometimes we can just take a break." She says, "No one will be able to concentrate until they see the babe." <laughs> <laughs> what babe? The babe, the babe of power. power. <laughs> Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty great. We cut then to the Juban Nature Park, and uh, Mimet is like, "Okay, I'm gonna murder this guy in a minute, but first I want to give him these cakes I baked for him because <laughs> Mimet Mimet doesn't know how to deal with emotions. <laughs> Mimet's having a real hard time, like coming to grips with the way she feels. I love her so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great." She's got a lot of plans yeah. for him before she murders him, so she's a little bit considerate, at least. But um, she's like, she's also, she's like, she's like, here's the thing. She's holding the cakes in one hand and the device that she will use to murder him in the other hand. Like, this is, like, this is like, I got a big afternoon planned for this guy. Get you a man that can do both. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty great. She's uh, he's, running up he's, to him. Uh, Yosaku, by the way, is his name. Yeah. She's running up to him, and three of his female fans assault her, <laughs> shove her yeah. down onto the ground, see that she made him cakes, go, what are you fucking bringing him cakes? He doesn't like sweets. They step on her cakes uh, and uh, walk away. Yeah. And then he comes over and he's like, my fans, they're so mean. Were these cakes for me? They are delicious. And she's like, hell yes, I can't wait to murder this guy. I mean, maybe romance this guy? I mean, I don't know what I mean. I don't know how to deal with these feelings. Yep. It's pretty great. She's like, he does like sweets. 
I can't believe he ate icing that people stepped in. I feel yeah. like he looked for the footprints and then flipped around it. Okay, good. Uh, also, his co-star is over. His co-star is very nice and has, I'm going to say, the worst hair. Like, it is, it is 1995 what? at I mean, this point. This hair, <laughs> this hair is oh. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has yeah. she is rocking a like is she going on tour with Anvil? Uh kind of mullet. Okay. Oh, so Mimet literally thinks he's in love with her because he tasted the sweets. Yep. He looked at her and talked to her, clearly they're in love. Yeah. Oh, and my wife uh kept pointing out so then they start shooting the movie again. My wife kept pointing out the ridiculousness of the backdrop. With all the cacti and Mount Fuji. <laughs> and Mount Fuji. Yeah. It's great. Like what is clearly not just like a mountain. It is clearly Mount Fuji. Uh, I, I like how we see them from a reverse angle. So we see them acting. Uh, but we also see like all the fans gathering around who are being like very polite uh, about about this. But there's no cameras. We never see a camera in this scene. We don't see one until uh, like the fight breaks out. Oh, you're right. Also, movie sets don't let fans near movie sets. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like eight feet away. <laughs> like they're very close. Yeah, it's like they're front row at a concert. Mimet starts getting mixed feelings because if she kills him before the movie's done, the movie will never be finished. <laughs> but, she's struggling. Yeah, but she's going to just deal with it and remember his final performance. Uh, so meanwhile, Chibiusa is there and she loses her hat. And it's a very special hat. It's a very important hat. It's a very important hat because Ikuko bought it for her. Her grandmother? <laughs> I I guess. Her her earth yeah. grandmother. Her grandmother aunt. Uh so she loses her hat. It gets uh it gets uh blown away. Uh, fortunately, Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice is there to uh <laughs> help her out. <laughs> this yes, fucking right. goth ass spider web wearing uh <laughs> little girl. It is Lydia, you're right. Yeah, she's like it it looks like she, like it looks like Spider-Man's it looks like Spider-Man's webbing more than it looks like an actual spider web, but it definitely looks like a spider web. <laughs> look, she's great. got a look and she's committed to it. Now, Shannon, you you were a goth. Yeah. <laughs> I I follow your Twitter. I see I uh, see the pictures. I was like diet goth, yes. Uh what is your what is your evaluation of the gothicness of this uh this ensemble? Keep in mind that it has a giant white lily on it, the, the <laughs> flower that you give to corpses. Oh. I'd say she's pretty up there. She's very unique about it. She's not like the hot topic goth. She's more like a thrift store goth. Yeah, she is, she's goth classic. <laughs> uh, but she helps uh, she helps Chibiusa recover her hat. And then she has illness. <laughs> it's just Episode. like, it's, it is vague. Uh, I think uh, Aiden looked her up on, on Wikipedia. I didn't read it, but I think Aiden described them as uh, uh, seizures, because that's what they're called uh, in uh, in Wikipedia. Sure. Yeah, that's kind of what they call it in the show, too. This is basically, this. Is, and again, if you if you didn't make the connection, this is the girl who was screaming when the Holy Grail appeared, that we just cut to randomly. Yeah. So she's like, oh yeah, this happens all the time. Don't worry about it. I just wish I had some pure heart energy <laughs> to, to, to help what? me out here. Oh no, she doesn't say that. So but, you know, heads up, heads yeah. up. That's what that's coming. So Chibi asks if she wants to play together, and uh, she says, "Yeah, my name's Hotaru." Guess what? Guess what her name is in the dub? Hotaru. 
what? Hotaru. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which surprised me a lot. What the? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> they went Michelle, Amara, Trista. Yeah, Hotaru works though. <laughs> That's why. If you're... <laughs> If you're going to change them, like, why stop changing them? I don't know. Halfway through a season. it's not, Again, it's not even like, well, all those names were done back when it was Deke. No, no. Those were all done this season. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah. They were calling the professor Tomoe in the dub, right? Tomo. And the dub is oh. just Tomo. Okay. I was going to say, they kept the Japanese last name. It would make sense to be like, eh, just keep the Japanese first name. It'll fit. Well, they again recently they've been keeping show. Jesus Christ. They've been keeping all the Japanese last names. She's Trista Mayo, and and she's uh, Amara. Um, I, I forgot her last name. Uh, Amara Tenno. Yes, Amara Tenno. Like all, they've been keeping all the last names, except again with Tomo. They they they. I, I guess they just looked at how it was spelled and went, "That's that spells Tomo," and it's like, "No, it's Tomoe." In Japanese, <laughs> well, yeah. But. Well, it's like it's like we talked about like in the. Like, it, I don't think it ever comes up on the show, but, like, in the, like, merchandise and everything, her name is Serena Sakino. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's so weird. And even in the uh, the mix manga, like, her name, like, Bunny was her nickname, but her name was Serena in those. Oh, really? Like, it was that Serena Bunny Sakino, yeah. Huh. I just knew her, that she was Bunny. I didn't know she was actually yeah, Serena. I, again, I don't think they ever call her that, but it's in, like, I, I guess it's in, like, other documents. Other, uh, other, other Maybe other merchandise, like... Maybe on on dolls and stuff because I found this out too um, when I was looking at this. There were dolls released of uh, Haruka Michiru and Satsuna uh, in America before Sailor Moon had aired that have other different names. What? Huh. So uh, on the on the Irwin dolls, uh, Haruka is Corinne, Michiru is Narissa, and Satsuna is Celia, which I think is a good name for Satsuna. Yeah. I like that. That's crazy. It is weird. The real, the real old ones. These ones are. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Which, so bizarre, so weird. And yeah, in the card game, Melvin's last name is Gurio, and uh, Andrew's last name is Fruhata. So, <laughs> but in the but in the novels, as we know from uh, from uh, having Leon Centaur on the show, it's Melvin Greer and Andrew Foreman. Yeah. <laughs> None of it's it's I I don't even want to deal with this anymore. I can't believe this show's so inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor show. I can't. I cannot believe her name was Hotaru. So uh, they, you know, you have alluded to it before, uh, Shannon. They have a meet cute. Yeah, and it goes watercolors, just like Haruka and Michiru. So I'm not saying that if you go soft watercolor, it means you're a lesbian. I'm just saying if you go soft watercolors, maybe it means you're a lesbian. <laughs> you're at least bi. Yeah, you're at least dating whoever else went soft watercolor with you. Or you want to be. Because again, Serena's <laughs> never dating them, but she sees them that way. Uh, Mehmet goes to get an autograph. She literally says, I want to get an autograph before I kill him. Which is yep. like, <laughs> Mehmet is bananas. I love her. Uh, but then she sees him kissing his co-star because they're actually for real in love, despite her terrible hair. And she gets so mad that she flings off her trench coat and scarf and reveals her supervillain clothes. <laughs> 
<laughs> which are like much much like uh udls were are just like weird <laughs> she's got on like a kind of first of all she somehow puts on tights that she did not have on before uh and then she's got like kind of a like a like almost like a tutu yeah kind of we skirt. don't we don't get a good look at it here do we because we don't get a we don't get a really good look at it no not 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 for until later in the episode also apparently she doesn't need those glasses apparently oh, those no, are an they're affectation fake. they're fake yeah so people don't recognize her or she just thinks it's more badass without them and she'll she'll see things a little blurry it's fine <laughs> So she pops open the briefcase and out steps sexy the concept of the West. <laughs> Her name is Western. U capital U space capital E Western. U Western. I now, love again, it. I love it. On the readout of the uh machine, it was spelled U dash E S U T A N G. Yeah, which is strange that they changed it around. So we're gonna go, we're gonna go head to toe on this one, or should we go, should we go toe to head? <laughs> um, let's go, let's, let's go, toe, go to head. toe to head because that's how we see her. Yeah. Uh, so we start off. She has pink legs that I thought she was naked under the no. poncho, but these are boots, so she's at least wearing well, boots. I think it's a pink jumpsuit because we know she's, she's not blue. She yes, has blue she face. has blue skin and and blue cleavage. <laughs> so she has like these pink tights that have spurs. Yep. She has a poncho. She yes. has a lasso on her hip. She has fringed gloves. Yeah. She has an arrow drawn on her face and like a really cute, like asymmetrical, like undercut thing going on. Uh and then she has a sombrero that is a cactus. Yes. One to ten. How culturally insensitive is this outfit? Well, I'm going to go, like, seven, I think. <laughs> but to whom? To everyone! <laughs> she manages to hit, like, three different, like, racial groups with this. Yeah, I mean, like, a little bit of Mexican. white people, which is the crazy thing. Oh, yeah, you forgot is... to mention the horseshoe earrings. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about her horseshoe earrings. Yeah, I guess if you are the, the sexy concept of the West, it does kind of include a few different types of people, and it is all kind of wrapped up in there. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, and as soon as we see her, we get into our act break. Oh boy, ooh, Western. Uh, <laughs> how, are the, how are the girls going to get out of this one? <laughs> Uh, as you probably already know, Sailor Business is supported on Patreon by our listeners. It's uh, at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness, where you, yes, you, the person listening to this, can tr contribute as little as a dollar a month to help uh, help us keep doing the show, help make the show worth the time and effort that we put into it. Uh, help us do more of the show that we like to do. Because of the Patreon, we have uh, the time and, and space to do. Uh, the mini episodes of both Sailor Business and, and Xena Business, the uh, chibi sodes that we call them on Sailor Business, which we've done three of, and we've got a uh, one coming up pretty soon, and uh, we're going to be doing the first Gabby sode of Xena Warrior Business as well, uh, where we're going to be talking about some erotic fan fiction. Don't miss that if you are an adult. <laughs> I cannot stress enough that Xena Business is the adult show. <laughs> Allison has been 
nervous about that all week. Oh, yeah. Like, we haven't recorded it. We were going to do it yesterday, and we ended up not having time. But, like, I... I am really looking forward to this discussion because this this story goes to a lot of weird places in a literal and metaphorical sense. But yeah, you can head over to patreon.com slash sailor business uh, at five dollars. You get access to bonus audio content that includes our, our blooper reels and stuff that gets cut out of the shows uh, for fifteen dollars. You get an enamel pin and those are on the way right now uh, as of uh, this recording or as of you hearing this, Jake should have them. And they should be winging their way to you uh, very quickly. Uh, and they're so good. Uh, Katie Donnelly designed those. So if you're uh, coming to Heroes Con in June, uh, I'll be there. Shannon, you'll be there. Yep. Uh, Katie will also be there. Uh, go by Katie's table and tell her how much you love those Sailor Business pins. Because uh, they're super great. They're Tennis Ball Sailor Moon. And it's awesome. Uh, and I'll be putting up pictures of those uh, once they... I want people to see them in person before I put pictures up online. But once those get to it, there'll be pictures online at, uh, at, uh, patreon.com slash sailor business as well. Um, we've got some stuff coming up. If we hit a thousand dollars a month, which we are less than $200 away from, we're currently at eight eleven. Uh, Jordan, you're going to be doing some more, uh, some more music, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not a hundred percent sure what I'll do first. I'll probably do the transformation song of, of Uranus and Neptune. Cause I love it. Every once in a while, I think about trying to write a, English language uh, translation of uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Princess's policy or, or maiden's policy? Maiden's policy. That's the one. Yeah, but I haven't done that yet. So I don't know. It would be fun. Yeah. So if you uh, if you have ideas of what you want to see from uh, from us as Patreon goals, or, or if you have ideas of what you want to see as like bonus content, or even from our chibi sodes, head over to the Patreon page. Let us know if you're a backer, and if you're not a backer, maybe consider becoming one. We do a lot of these shows. <laughs> And uh, they're pretty good. Thanks to thanks to Jake and Allison and, and all the good editing that they put into it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what we've got as far as Patreon. Do you guys want to do a Twitter question before we continue? Yeah, let's do some. Sure. Hey, Troy wants to know, Chris, this is a question definitely for you. I'm not sure if, if Shannon will be able to help as well. Which Carly Rae Jepsen love song best describes the relationship between Makoto and Ami? Mm, that's a tough one. Uh, probably Boy Problems. I Why? know some of her music, but not a lot of her music. Uh, well, Boy Problems is about a girl who is talking to her, and I'm making enormous scare quotes, best friend about <laughs> breaking up with her boyfriend. So since uh, Makoto is frequently talking about her senpai uh, that she used to have a crush on, I think that fits them very well. That sounds good. Uh, I'm not familiar with it, unfortunately. Connor Moran asks us, Sailor V and... Say la vie are both pronounced say ra vie in Japanese, which, as I know, there's a song uh, in uh, what's the la vie. Uh, in, in Japanese. And codename Sailor V was where it all started. Is the whole franchise based on a pun? <laughs> I hope so. I think so. <laughs> I think it would be amazing if, like, I think Naoko Takeuchi needs to do a new manga called Codename C'est La Vie, as in, as in Codename That's Life. <laughs> codename That's Life. That should be more of her attitude. Yeah, like, shouldn't it, like, really shouldn't Miriko just be like, yeah, that's life. That's what's <laughs> up. You gotta roll with it, homies. C'est La Vie. Um, Brandon House has a question. Not a crossover question, Chris. Uh, since in canon, Batman knows about Sailor Moon, who is his favorite Rude. scout? 
I mean, probably Ray, right? What? Like she's the one who's like super serious. She's the orphan. I mean, I guess I guess Makoto's also an orphan, but like Ray, Ray's like Is Ray she? seems more Makoto. Yeah, I guess we don't talk about that. Yeah, dude. Like, there's so many orphans on this show. But like, if Alfred was just like a little hornier, he'd be like Grandpa. Oh God. <laughs> So, so that Batman comic needs to be revised. So he was like, so he's going, nice try, Ray Hino, my favorite scout. You think you're going to get me on that one? <laughs> he pulls out his phone. There's this little Ray charm on it. <laughs> um, yeah, Superman's like, hey, can I borrow your phone? And Batman's like, yeah, hang on a second. <laughs> has, to go, has to go delete all of his uh, Ray pictures. Change um, the background real quick. I've, I, I don't know, Jordan. Who do you think? I mean, you 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 don't know anything about Batman, but who do you think is oh. I mean, oh, you know what? Actually, it's good that you meant you remind me. Uh, we have to discuss our poll. Oh, that's right, our poll from like two weeks ago. Uh, which uh, who won that? By the way, who who's the winner? Oh, well, I'm. Uh, let me go to it. Let me go to it, uh-huh. and I'll give the uh-huh. false statistics. I know who the winner was. I, I know, know you do. I know the winner, and I know the statistics. It's forty-four to fifty-six. Oh, okay. You already know the statistics. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, remember, I memorized time. that shit, bro. Okay, so Haruka. So for those who don't remember, we asked who is more like Batman slash Bruce Wayne, Mamoru Chiba or Haruka Tenno. The winner, fifty-six to forty-four, was Haruka. Uh, now, again, that's not a huge amount. That's twelve percent, dude. <laughs> that's a 12 percent difference that's if that happens in an election that is a landslide no that's not a landslide it that is a not, mandate that is not a mandate they're both wonderful ladies um a couple of comments were made on it uh hugh j o'donnell said uh haruka is more like batman and Memoru is more like bruce wayne that's fair that does that doesn't make any sense <laughs> That does not make a lick of sense. Don't pretend like it does. Uh, and then Zane commented on that, saying, Memoru is more like Bruce. And then in parentheses, dead parents, trauma, rich. Haruka behaves more like Bruce. And then in parentheses, flirting, expensive hobbies, zero fucks given. <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah, but like, is Haruka an orphan? Do we ever like find out we about those no kids' idea. parents? No, no, we have no idea. Because, again, she's supposed to be, she's literally supposed to be 16 years old. She owns a fucking helicopter. Chris, apparently, <laughs> this I'll, I'll tell you a secret. It makes no fucking sense. Apparently, maybe she's just sent back from the future and just doesn't ever start existing ever. So don't worry about it. <laughs> there she I, is. Like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, okay, I cannot even, I was, I, look, I am. I am a. I, I grew up. I grew up middle class, uh, lower middle class, single parent. I cannot even conceive of the amount of money you would have to have to own a helicopter. Sure, absolutely. No, me neither. She might as well own a fucking dinosaur. I, I mean, don't she... know how much money you have to spend. I think she owns that aquarium, dude. Yeah, I think she does too. I think she uh, owns the fucking building. It's insane. And, and, and we right and we talked about believing that Mishiru's family owns that cruise liner <laughs> yeah because why else would you get like a 15 year old fucking play <laughs> piano as your entertainment on your cruise ship and and put her her art up around it too <laughs> yeah I mean, so she, look she's very talented she's very talented so realistically 
But honestly, I'm going to actually go with probably uh, Sailor Uranus is Batman's favorite. I think because not just not just for all the Bruce Wayne reasons, but also for the the bad side of Batman reasons. The uh, everybody can go fuck themselves. I know what's right side of of her. (laughs) Yeah, but but Batman would not like that she was willing to let people die. That is true. That That is true. No, you're right. You're right. I feel like we thought we thought Mamoru was rich and then we met Haruka. And Haruka has an unfathomable amount of money. That's yeah, that's true. That's like, true. Like Memoru is rich in that Memoru owns a car and a motorcycle and lives on his own in an apartment. Memoru is like, in the top one percent. Having that much money, I He's cannot in... imagine having so much money that I have a rooftop aquarium and a helicopter. Memoru is in the top one percent. She's in the top like point zero one percent. Yeah, at at lowest. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's I think that's Batman's favorite. But you're right, you're right. He would be upset. Memoru is, is Sega Genesis rich. Oh. Haruka is Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis rich. Didn't Allison say she had both? I had both. What? You what? 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 Yeah, we bought a Genesis, and my cousin gave. Oh, excuse me, John D. Rockefeller. I didn't know we had some kind of some kind of billionaire <laughs> on the show. No, my cousin gave me her old one, and then we bought the Genesis. Okay. Chris, I think what it is is, I think Memoru is Genesis and Super NES rich. No. No, hold on. But Haruka also has, like, the Dreamcast and the Sega CD and every, and uh, Nintendo VR. What was that one called? The, the virtual those are different eras no because she just gets every one is what i'm saying she gets every single one of all time what you're saying jordan what you're saying is that that mamaru is super nintendo sega genesis rich haruka is neo geo rich there you go i never had a neo geo i wanted one but i didn't have one uh i bought a neo geo pocket color like the week before it was discontinued so that that or she just buys all the arcade cabinets And sets up her own arcade in her house. Entirely possible. All right, so let's let's get back to the show. We've we've dithered on this long enough. Uh, point being, there was a vote, and I won. Wait, wait, wait! I have one more question that I think is actually pretty well, good. I'll play the eye catch. I'll play the eye catch. Ah. All right. What is it? What is it? Hurry, hurry, hurry! All right. Have well, the answer is no. George Sager, have we ever compressed the ISB's two second summaries into actual two seconds to see what it sounds like? I think we should totally do that. That'd I think be amazing. We should. Yeah. Chris, do a recap of the whole show right now. Our heroine is no, I'm not going to do it. I can do it. That'll be a TV episode. We'll recap the whole show. Okay, back to the action. So when we come back, Mimet is uh, ordering Uestern to take Yosaku's pure heart. And Uestern jumps on her horse, Silver. It's a pogo stick. It's a it's a pogo stick, but it's also a horse. Yeah, it's a it's, springy horse leg. I do not like it. I no, think it's like, it's gross. This, is a, this is something from a nightmare. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. And I mean, speaking of uncomfortable, I mean, I, I totally see why I, I also thought she was naked under there because she looks really naked a lot of the time. Yes. But then you have to figure out, no, that's a pink jumpsuit. But they really make her look naked. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, so she also pulls out her her pistol, her six-shooter, which is a paint gun. 
and and she shoots all the, the so she's jumping through the movie crew she shoots all the movie crew with the paint gun then she shoots the the asshole fans and then then that's like oh yeah 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 do them again do them again do them again they're ter- <laughs> they're all assholes <laughs> and she shoots them again yeah, we, this is where we finally get a good look at Mehmet's uh, costume, and it's like it's very like uh, Black Swan sort of. It's very like it's very ballet-ish, I think. Yeah, she's got on like the the big fluffy skirt, and she's got on like a like a I guess kind of like a bra top, but she's also got the little little piece that's connected over her navel with the red stars. It's an interesting look, I think, but it's very I think very Black Swan. Yeah, yeah, she looks very like. She looks like she's trying to be like an idol almost, which she's the foil for Sailor Venus out of these four, out of the five. So, oh, okay, yeah, mm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's mostly black and yellow. Um, and here's the thing: the black is they do they do real black, like they don't pull any of this Luna shit on her. Like <laughs> her clothes are black, but as a result of it being black with no uh like highlights or contours or anything like that. It, it keeps creating an illusion in my eyes that I know is false that she has three boobs <laughs> because of the way that her her top is designed. It looks like it puts an extra boob in the middle of her chest. Oh God. <laughs> it definitely does not. Yes, it does. Look at it. Look at it. Do you see? Uh, yeah, I, I looked at it. I, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, okay. So, Hotaru and Chibiusa see this going down, and Chibiusa doesn't know if she should transform because she just, you know, met uh, Hotaru and she doesn't want to reveal her secret identity. And then we cut to uh, the picnic that the other girls are having, completely leaving Chibiusa unsupervised as they always do because they're teens. Yeah. Uh, and we see that uh, Usagi is double fisting. What are those jelly donuts? I think they're jelly ha, donuts. Ha, 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 ha. No, they're rice balls. I definitely have no other way to describe them in an American language, so clearly they have to be jelly donuts. Yeah. Uh, And we see, like, the the mean girls running away. And then we, like, amazingly, we just see Western, like, hopping, (laughs) like, past the hedge. And I love like and Usa- I like that Usagi like freaks out with a uh, a rice ball in her mouth. <laughs> it's a very cute scene. Like it's it doesn't stop her from eating. She's just like gonna do some freaky eating, like some ah. Like she needs the energy to transform. Is it me or is it strange that they assume it's a diamond? Because like I'm like sitting here going, uh, no, what, no? It's not strange that they assume this blue and pink sexy cowboy monster is a diamond. What's that's not strange at all? Well, they're filming a movie. I would I would think they'd go, oh, they're back to filming the movie. They've got some weird monster in this thing. Yeah, but it's chasing like the fans. I, they've been doing this long enough. Yeah, I guess. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> like this is the only safe assumption to make. So Western pulls off her earring and or no, I guess she doesn't do that yet. No, we no. get Sailor Moon showing up and they do like a cool walk down the Western set, and I was like really hoping we'd get like a like a quick draw showdown scene, but we don't. I think that's a wasted opportunity, honestly. Right. Let's hear this speech. This is a good speech. You've disrupted the filming of a movie made for the public to enjoy. You're an outlaw who chases innocent people with a gun. Wyatt Earp might forgive you, but we won't. Wait, what? (laughs) Wyatt Earp, famous for forgiving criminals and outlaws. Super choice. (laughs) 
Well, that's that's how that's how bad she is. Like White Earp might forgive her, but uh, Sailor Moon won't. That's the famous showdown where White Earp went, "I forgive you," and everything was okay. I think actually in that showdown, White Earp was like, uh, "Was like, hey, Sailor Moon might forgive you, but I won't." <laughs> I believe that's a quote. Uh, watch Tombstone again and, and see. Uh, so Usagi does not realize there are nine minutes left in this episode. And, and But to her credit, she has finally learned, like, she goes, oh, right, I do the monster kill move. I, I kill the monsters. And so she's like, hey, guys, leave this one to me. And we get full-on moon spiral heart attack, but it doesn't work. Just for no reason. It just has no. stopped. Like, it hit its expiration date. No, There was no because... music in the background. I think if you forget to turn on the music before you start your dance, it's not going to work. No, there's an obvious reason, Chris, that you're missing, which is that Udial, your Udial really was garbage at her job. <laughs> and now that Mimet is in charge, they're making better diamonds who can just shoot giant hearts out of the sky. Okay, um, you say that, but Udial and Mimet don't make the diamonds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tomoe makes the diamonds. He makes all the diamonds. Uh, Mimet gave him some tips. <laughs> Maybe he took like a few uh-huh. days off, got more focused, and now that he's back yeah. at the job, like he's just like he's working at his full potential. Exactly. All true. All true. Western takes off her horseshoe earring and flings it at uh, Yusuku? Y- Yusuke? What is his name? The, the actor. Who knows? Uh, Yosaku. Yusaku. She throws it at Yusaku and hits Yumi, his co-star, and like there's an actual pretty cool bit here where she gets like a like a ringer around her neck with the yep. horseshoe. Uh which looks like it would be extremely painful. Yeah. <laughs> then uh she t- she face plans and mm-hmm. uh Western goes over and basically like snaps at his face for a while. Like she is trying to very aggressively kiss him. And then sucks his heart out of his mouth. That's where hearts come from. Yep. That's what it does. And then she swallows it and we get a brief scene of the of her throat kind of expanding and then that thing is gone. <laughs> it's it like it's not stored in her throat, it's stored in her in her tummy. And the best part of this is that the senshi react yeah. and they are just like weirded out. <laughs> they are super gross. Hell yeah. A sexy cowboy swallowed a heart. I'd be a little concerned, too. Yeah, uh, like, Makoto especially is like, what the fuck? And of course, like, Usagi's like, like, they're they're all very good faces in this. I, it's a good reaction gif if anybody wants to make it. <laughs> so then, uh, Western gets hit with world shaking and deep submerge, which basically do nothing. Like, she briefly pukes out the heart and then re-swallows it, because the show decided <laughs> to be fucking gross. That's not that gross. She's like a, a like a whatever those ducks were. I forget what they were called. This isn't one of your this this isn't one of your glass eating fantasies, Jordan. This is oh, we no, are real people on this show. You don't eat the glass and then puke it back up again and then eat it again. That's gross. That's disgusting. It would probably be bloody. It's it's literally a crystal. You know what? Okay, so so in order to keep the it's in an orb. It's not an orb. It's a, It's got points. Have you watched the show? No, I said it's in an orb. It's got like a halo around it of like energy. That's just because it glows. Yeah, but I think that protects it too. So anyway, 
in order to keep the scouts from interfering, Mehmet says, hey, go take those kids hostage. And because she sees uh, Chibiusa and Hotaru like hiding behind a bush. And so uh, Western pulls out her. And I love that her name is Western because it just sounds like I'm really like doing a little, putting a little flash on that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a Western. Uh, Western pulls out her lasso and, and snags uh, Chibi, actually, uh, but not Hotaru. And then Pluto does her first attack that we've ever seen her do, other than uh, the yeah. try to kill Sailor Moon attack. Dead scream? Yeah. Um, are you talking about dead scream? I sure am. I love how she says it so calmly, too. She's like, dead scream. Yeah, I really wish Dead Scream didn't just look like like exactly like World Shaking and Deep Submerge, because that name is the most ruthless attack name we have heard on the show. Yeah, yeah. Because again, the, the we've gotten, to, like I said, with these new scouts, I feel like we've gotten to a place where the attack names are just flash and color. And really, it's just they shoot out a bolt of energy and it hurts them. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. But then a weird thing happens. I'm looking at the drawing of Pluto after she shoots uh, Dead Scream and, and, and we see her. Her staff looks totally different. Does it? Yeah, look at look at the look at the talisman. Like we just got all this specific stuff about the talisman and what it looks like, and now it looks totally different. Oh yeah, it does not look the same. <laughs> <laughs> it it looks like someone else drawing from the same model but doing a different interpretation. Yeah, it's like a totally different version, which is very weird. Yeah, there's some weird drawings in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. She serves as tuxedo mask, and she's like, now Sailor Moon, do your double transformation. And we get crisis makeup, uh, which again, like they, they're really hitting on all cylinders with these names here, uh, which is Sailor Moon emerging from the Holy Grail in an egg and then being surrounded by butterflies and turning into Super Sailor Moon. And then she does the same attack, but with some new sauce on it. Yep. <laughs> they're ribbons of hearts now. Exactly. <laughs> just a couple butterflies in the mix. Has yeah, the they Holy just Grail like in the background. reanimated it with the new uh, with the new outfit and she ends up kneeling in a different way at the end but instead of what was the original one called i've already forgot uh, moon spiral heart attack this is right. rainbow moon heartache which, which is also a really good like nonsense phrase but a good name for an attack it is <laughs> except i was like a heart attack is way worse than heartache right <laughs> well it's an attack from a moon spiral heart it's not a it's not a heart attack this is a heartache <laughs> But and I love like I love I, I like the attack I like the new pose I like the way everything looks, but the uh, actual impact of the attack I mean we've talked about how much I love Moon Spiral Heart Attack before. Uh, this they literally just have a fucking rainbow move slowly across the screen before they go back to the old animation and I'm like, come on. And now they go lava lovely instead of just lovely. Right. Western was unable to shoot the hearts because she was distracted by the rainbow. <laughs> I guess. So then just a gun falls down and poops out a diamond egg. And I feel like, I feel like Mehmet could have just walked over and picked up the gun and been like, all right, let's go. Yeah, that would have been the best thing. <laughs> There's Instead six guns here. I got six bullets. What's up? Instead, she cowers, literally cowers and runs away. And she's crying because when she turns her head to run away, we see the tears fly off her face. It's Aww. And I love that, like, I love that Jupiter is the one who goes, what was that? <laughs> like, what? like, oh, Jesus, more of this. 
So then Sailor Moon falls over again and is like, oh, geez, that took a lot out of me. Oh, man. Yeah, she, her skirt gets a little longer and less pleated and she uh, she she is she's done. Also, Neptune and Uranus are there, but I guess they were there before. Yeah. So yeah. I guess there were eight scouts, not six. They were just standing around. So uh, Chibi uh, then Hotaru is like, hey, Chibi, you skinned your knee. That's fucked up. And she's like, you skin your knee trying to protect me. And Chibi's like, so let's, let's my, I skin my knee. It's not that big of a deal. Um, she's like, hold on. Let me, let me, let me deal with this. Reaches out, heals her with her magic hands. Chibi's like, holy sh- fucking shit. You just healed me. That's amazing. That's awesome. And she's like, yeah, everybody thinks I'm a creep and shuns me. Not an explanation. <laughs> that didn't. That didn't. Yeah. That's not a thing that happens when you are when you are shunned. Everyone thinks I'm weird because I cast literal magic. She's such okay. Look, she is Hotaru is such a classic Mary Sue. <laughs> she's like, she's like, yeah, I have purple eyes and I have healing powers, but no one understands. Um, I, I'm assuming people say I'm so pretty, but I'm just clumsy. Original OC, do not steal. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down. Uh, I wrote down that if she has a healing power, she must be at least part monster, right? <laughs> we don't know who Tomo's. Uh, well, oh, spoiler. We don't know who her mother is by the end of this episode, so it must be a monster of some sort. I'm just kidding about Otara being a Mary Sue. By the way, I I just want to put that out there. Like as soon as I like, I'm not that big a jerk. <laughs> You're not gonna Max Landis this. <laughs> so uh so 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 she so she finishes her speech about nobody yeah nobody likes me i just uh, sit around healing people and being creepy and chibi's like well i like hates. you everybody hates being healed <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> chibi's like i like you i'll hang out with you anytime you want to hang out let's do this man and she's like really yeah 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 okay Great. I'm just going to say that they were blushing and there's very soft romantic music in the background. I'm just saying. True. But they all have big eyes. They, they all generally have big eyes. Really. <laughs> that is how anime works. It's kind of the kind of the defining look of the genre. And then uh, Hotaru collapses again into another one of her episodes. And to which Chibi says, pull yourself together, Hotaru. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the back at the dead guy, uh, they're they're putting the heart back into uh, the actor, and they're like, "Why are you guys still looking for pure hearts?" Uh, and Neptune and Uranus go, "Yeah, I don't have time to answer your questions. I got shit to do. Bye." <laughs> and they leave, and they're like, "Wait, but remember when we just." You guys were wrong for half a fucking season, and you and we were right, and we were actually friends, and we could just be fucking friends now. And they're like, "No, we're not like you." <laughs> and they leave. What? What the fuck is up their asses? Well, they got stuff to do. Those helicopters aren't going to fly themselves. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I couldn't believe they are still going to be assholes after all that. They literally died. For no reason, and Sailor Moon saved them, and they're like, "Yes, still, like uh, you're still babies to us." Okay, thanks. So yeah, so uh, Chibiusa walks Hotaru home because you know it's good for you. Don't want to let an eight year old go wandering around without another fucking eight year old. 
Hotaru must be older, right? She's like twice her size. They never really say how old Hotaru is in the manga. Like, Hotaru's at Mugen Academy, but they say Mugen Academy covers like all the grades. So it's kind of implied that she could be like 11 or 12, then maybe Chibiusa is like 10. Like, she's literally like two feet taller than Chibi. Yes, she's like, well, Chibiusa's size is very variable in S, I have learned. Like, because she's like, Chibiusa is not this short when she's Chibi Moon. Like, she's not this short standing next to, to Usagi. Okay, yeah, so... So they get to her house, because I, I want to keep talking about her height for a second. They get to her house, and uh, Hotaru's father comes out and meets them. Now, there's a shot where you can see the three of them all standing in the same oh, yeah. shot. It's fucking mental. Because <laughs> Chibi goes up to, like, just above his knees. Hotaru is up to, like, maybe above his belly button, like, right above his belly button. And then he goes up way past. It's like, holy shit. The the variance in height here must be crazy. This is my seven foot tall dad. No big deal. <laughs> Either he's seven feet tall or Chibi is like one foot tall. And <laughs> that's a, those are the only options. I guess to be fair, all of Chibiusa's names have small in it. She's either Chibiusa <laughs> or small lady. So I think that's it's true. just her brand. There you go. There you go. So yeah, we see... A guy who is very clearly Professor Tomoy. This is no. him. We, not yet. Not, no, it's not yet very clear. clearly him. We see him from the side. <laughs> we see him from the side. He's got the same hair. He's wearing glasses. Then we see him from the front. And okay. what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, 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 I don't know how to answer this, Chris. It's crazy. I don't understand why they did this. I don't understand why no one, even a child. I feel like an eight-year-old child is going to be like, What's with your glasses, guy? <laughs> is it his glasses or is it his eye? Oh, no, that's his glasses. His, oh, that's his glasses? Okay, because I, yeah. I thought it was his eye. Because yeah, his uh, here, left lens is fine. Yes, but here's a link. Here's a link, Chris. Uh, this is what I'm going to get you for your wedding, I think. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, those I are awesome. I uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, boy, but, yeah. But, yeah, they're they're... Tomoe glasses. One eye is normal. The other eye has like an eye drawn on it. And also there's a pentagram. And also yeah. like there's like lines around the edge. It's like looks fucking terrifying. Yeah, Look, her giant so hot weird. dad is just super into witchcraft. It's no big deal. I, I guess so. I guess he's a giant hot witch dad. <laughs> I don't know is why I made this choice. Like, is oh, Tomoe yeah. considered hot? Oh, yeah. I think Tomoe is hot. Look at him in Crystal, what? and look at him in Annoy Voyage. The female actress that they got to play him in the musical is a babe. Okay, okay. Let's see. Yeah, okay, yeah. I can, I can see it. We saw him in a musical once, but he was not hot in that musical. <laughs> uh, I'm also, oh no, I accidentally spoiled myself for what the other Witches 5 look like. Oh, oh no. no. But I like, uh, like live-action UDL, too. Oh, you're right, though. That, that picture of of him in the musical is pretty hot. It's a good look. Solid look. But, like, we've also seen, like, 20 episodes worth of Professor Tomoe. The weird shadow goofball. And we never have seen this thing on his eye, to be fair. So, clearly, it's not him. So, Tomoe uh, walks Hotaru back into the house. Uh, Chibi used to turn and runs home and goes, I miss my dad. 
He, like, even though, like, her dad is there, like, he just crashed through a stained glass window holding you yesterday. Yeah. But, okay. Also, I like that Hotaru's dad was super proud that she made a single friend. Yep, that's true. Well, she's never done it before. She's creepy, remember? <laughs> or the eerie. They say she's eerie? Did they say eerie or creepy? I forget. I think they say creepy. Uh, so, yeah. Um, then he goes and puts on his lab coat, and we see that he is, in fact, Professor Tomoe. So, Hotaru Tomoe is apparently Professor Tomoe's daughter. Well, right. Nobody knows that her last name is Tomoe because they didn't read the DVD box before. Well, we know now. We know now. <laughs> also, what is this mansion that has this 30-foot tall basement laboratory room? Yeah, all this is under his house. It's smart. It's the right thing you'd to think, do. You'd think that uh, Hutara would have been like, hey, that's Mehmet. <laughs> she's, she's one of my dad's lab assistants. She hangs out in the basement. Also, Mamet pointed at Hotaru and goes, kidnap my boss's daughter. Yeah, but at least at that? least Western knew not to do that. Yeah. Oh, she I didn't say that, but she pointed that. at the kids and said, take those oh, kids. Yes. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Well, they were hiding. She couldn't see from the shrubbery. <laughs> so that is the end of the episode. And so now it is time for us to talk about what we learned. It's time for Sailor Business Says. I feel like we've learned a lot. And Shannon, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode of uh, Sailor Moon? Um, I learned if you meet a celebrity that you have a crush on, get his autograph before you murder him. Totally. I mean, that's good advice. Yeah. Then uh, it's going to be worth more. I learned, or maybe just confirmed uh, a thing I already knew, that once the topic has come up, uh, no one can concentrate until they see the babe. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that uh, if someone, like, stomps on some cupcakes... They're probably still good. Like, just get a little of that icing on there. You'll be fine. And 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 the person who made them will really appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, I think a good episode, a good introduction to Mamet, who I already like a lot for being just like purely bonkers. She's great. Uh, she is she is buck wild. Uh, interesting introduction of Hotaru and and kind of Hotaru's whole deal that we're getting bits and pieces of, and we're going to get more of that in in next week's episode. Uh, good reveal of Professor Tomoe that makes him seem way creepier now. <laughs> like genuinely, the end of this episode is like recontextualizes him as something very very creepy. In the manga, he's a lot more creepier, and I kind of like it a lot more in the manga because he's just a hundred percent creepy and it's super cool uh so jordan thoughts on the episode yeah absolutely i think this episode is so much fun uh, i really love it uh again I, I thought this was also a fun one for the dub as well because they they really made it peppy they, they threw in a lot of silly phrasings that i thought made it really <laughs> fun yeah yeah thumbs up all around uh shannon mm -hmm. the floor is yours Oh, uh, well, I don't know how much I can actually talk about Hotaru and Chibiusa because you're just going to keep seeing a lot more of them. And while I do ship them, I do legitimately love their friendship as well. So like you can have you can do both, have both. But uh, yeah, it's just really sweet. And I know you guys have had troubles with liking Chibiusa. And I think Hotaru kind of brings out the best in Chibiusa. And it's just they're really sweet because Hotara is just so sad and lonely and she finally makes like one friend in the middle of like all this terrible stuff happening and you kind of get to see like Hotara grow and change as a person because of Chibiusa and Chibiusa kind of become more grounded and like less obnoxious because of Hotaru 
and it's just great. Uh, I will say, like, I don't think any character has been served as well by Sailor Moon as as Chibiusa has. Because uh, I hate Chibiusa in R, but I love Chibi Moon. Like, I think when she comes back as, as Sailor Chibi Moon, she's, like, genuinely great. So if this is getting into the better part of that with, with Hitaru, yeah. I'm really excited about it. They have a, you're, you're getting a bunch of cute episodes with them. They're very sweet. And because it is kind of a shame what happened in the R anime, because in the manga, there was a lot of friendship stuff with Chibiusa and Pluto. And you kind of get to see it reflected again with Chibiusa and Hotaru, where she just she keeps finding lonely people and being friends with them. And it's just like a really sweet side of Chibiusa where she just kind of goes to outcasts and shows them love. I do think there's a nice little touch in this episode of, of Chibiusa, like referring to Setsuna as Pooh a lot. So for, by, by her cute nickname for her. <laughs> it's good stuff. But yeah, I will I will ride and die for that ship. They're my favorite ship. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing how it plays out. I will ignore a whole season of a horse boyfriend for this ship. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about that yet. I know it's coming, but we're not talking about that yet. Just yet. Uh, so yeah, good episode. Uh, definitely go check it out. But I think that brings us to the end of this episode of Sailor Business. Uh, Shannon, can you let yeah. everyone know where they can find you online if you wish to be found? Sure. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Shannon Maynor. Uh, my art blog is shannonmaynorart.tumblr.com. I have a store up on Store Envy with a bunch of like stickers and sketchbooks, and I have some original art up there for sale now for at uh, Shan Maynor Art dot and i am also on the podcast cool kids table which you can find us on twitter at cktcast and we do like rpgs and stuff awesome i am on twitter at crackshot with a zero for an o and our producer jake mason who also produces the cool kids table is on twitter at jj underscore mason he also does other podcasts like pokemon world tour pokemon world tour united and the morphin grid and he hasn't added any more when I wasn't paying attention, did he? I don't think so. Uh, I At don't least. think so. Oh, no. He does um, a lot of podcasts. That's five already. Actually, he does have another one. I f- Reboot cast, I think it's called. Oh, God. Jake, edit this out go. while I forget what your other podcast is called. <laughs> Jake can to- tell us. He can insert himself, if you would like, saying what the other podcast is. Actually, yeah. Just yeah, edit over me and you talk for me. My new podcast is called Hard Reboot, where me, Matt Hoadley, and Alan Sells take a public domain property uh, once a month, and we give it a spit shine and uh, try to pitch a new version of it. And it's uh, very fun. Also, point of order, I don't produce Cool Kids Table, I just make jokes on it. Alan produces it. How about you, Chris? Uh, you can find me at the-isb.com. That's my homepage, and it has links to a lot of the stuff that I do online. Like uh, columns that I used to write uh, before Comics Alliance ended, uh, RIP in peace, uh, as well as uh, the comics that I write. We've got a bunch of them coming out this this month uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, Ash vs. Army of Darkness, Sword Quest, Deadpool Bad Blood, All New Guardians of the Galaxy Annual Number 1, all good stuff that you should definitely buy. Uh, come see me at Heroes Con in June if you're going to be there. Shannon will be there. Katie will be there. Uh, a bunch of, of sailor business people are going to be there, actually. Uh, so do that. And, uh, you can always interact with the show at sailor business on Twitter or by emailing us at sailor business podcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash sailor business. Uh, you can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. It does help. Or tell a friend who likes Sailor Moon that they might like our show. Uh, that's it. That does it for uh, Sailor Business episode 112. We will be back probably in a couple weeks, <laughs> if we're going to be honest with each other, uh, with episode 113. But a why? house filled with a... What? What's the delay? Oh, you know, stuff. Reasons. Oh, <laughs> Mir- Miracle romance. Destined, Aww. destined earth lovers. Uh, we will be back next time with a house filled with evil presence, the beautiful Hotaru's secret. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. back a pure heart crystal for Dr. Tomo, I'll be at the head of the class for sure. And if my target just happens to be totally babelicious, well, that's just a bonus for me.